What's up, everyone? My name is Christian Balbanza Di Tacchio. And I'm Juliano Clary. And this is Tifosi Football Radio. Thanks for joining us. Today is Thursday, October the 21st, Europa League Day. We're filming while uh, watching this uh, disappointment. Roma losing 1-0 currently to Young Boys. But uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, going over the Champions League results from uh, match day one this past midweek. And uh, we'll be predicting, or we'll be previewing and uh, giving our predictions and insights, if you're a betting person, for the uh, upcoming Serie A fixtures for match day five. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, some news to talk about in the Canadian Premier League to top it all off, but uh, let's jump right in. We've got a busy, busy schedule, so let's jump right in. Let's start with Group A, Giuliano. Let's go. Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid. What a game. What do you think? Yeah, right to the Hollywood matchup of the uh, round one games. One Didn't of the even, ones. The scoreline doesn't even make it seem like it was a Hollywood matchup. Or nothing. Between uh, Bayern and Atletico at the Allianz Arena in Germany in Munich. It looks like Bayern has not lost a beat since they won the championship last season. Look good. They, they look uh, phenomenal. Kimmich, Goretzka, Komen outplayed Tape that game. Controlled the game. Destroyed Atletico. Atletico had no answer to the uh, the Bayern possession speed, dribbling ability. They couldn't handle uh, Bayern at all. So, amazing game by Bayern. Definitely. Uh, one note I want to say on the Bayern is uh, Robert Lewandowski didn't show up to this game. But he didn't have to. The midfield took care of everything. Kimmich, Goretzka, Muller, Tolisso, and Mr. Man of the Match, Kingsley Coman. Former Juvent- Juventus product. Yes. Seems like a big mistake on their part, but uh, that midfield at Bayern carried them th- through this game, and uh, basically they, they controlled the game from the... Yeah, Bayern looked like big favorites already for the Champions League just based off of this. Yep. They looked... It uh, doesn't look like anyone's going to beat them. If you look at all the rest of the teams that played this weekend, Bayern are clear standoff favorites. They've won their last five games. Atletico, too, they haven't lost a game in around five or six matches, and this was their first loss. So not yeah. an easy team to beat, and they made it look very easy. Definitely, definitely. So that puts uh, Bayern with three points in the group so far. Uh, just a quick note on the second game that happened there, Lokomotiv Moscow and Red Bull Salzburg of Austria, uh, 2-2 draw there. Yeah, exciting game. Jesse Marsh, whoever doesn't know, who, people don't know who he is. He's from the Red Bull of New uh, York. Group. Yeah, he's yeah. a American coach, coached in the MLS for New York, New York Red Bulls, and now he's at RB Salzburg, and he's uh, doing an amazing job. Yes, tied here in this game against Lokomotiv, uh, Lokomotiv Moscow. Great result for Jesse Marsh and Salzburg. They they were all over them, fifteen f- uh, to five in shots. Just couldn't uh, win it in the end, but they look promising. Red Bull. The organization's hated in Germany because of uh, the ownership problems there. But Red Bull as an organization seems like they're 
doing a lot of good things. They're doing some good things. They're doing some good things. So on that being said, Bayern Munich leads the group, followed by Lokomotiv Moscow and Salzburg, tied for that second spot in Atletico Madrid. Yeah, just a little tidbit before we go. Adair scored his first uh, European goal. Uh, that's the same Adair who scored the winning goal for Portugal in the in the UEFA and sorry in the UEFA Cup in the uh, Europa. Europa, yeah, in the European Cup. So he's back in the picture here, <laughs> <laughs> almost uh, four years later. So congrats to him, Adair with the big. Uh, I think it was the tying goal there, if I'm not mistaken. No, sorry, the leading goal in the, in the first 20 minutes. So something for the fans of Portugal there to watch in that game. Nice little header from him. Definitely, definitely. So let's move on to Group B. I guess we can talk about the big upset first. Shakhtar and Real Madrid. Shakhtar, Real Madrid. That game, you want to say anything about it first? Wow, like... No one was expecting no this. No one was expecting this. And, you know, Shakhtar was 3-1 to one up at one point. And uh, shout out to uh, our friend Nick Cottis, you know, watching that game, texting us back and forth during that game. You know, thinking the, the hat... But the basically the cow was in the bag. The game was over, and then uh, 50 minutes left. Real Madrid ties the game. Luka Modric scored an amazing goal. Yeah, I'm telling them it's not over yet. Right? Yeah, the, the game totally changed. So Madrid went down three 0 in the first half. Came back, brought Cruz on in the second half. He completely changed the tempo of that midfield because Madrid was just a mess. They're getting overrun in the midfield. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk's counterattack was yeah. running holes to them. Marlin was having a game and a half. And uh, Tete, too, on the right wing, had a terrific game. Uh, but in the second half, Filma just showed up, just not enough. They had a big disallowed goal. Valverde scored it. Uh, Benicius, he was standing in offside position, blocking the goalie, and it was disallowed. Very tough on Real Madrid there, but that's their second loss now in this week. They lost to Cadiz in, in uh, La Liga, and now they lost to here. So in Alfredo Di Stefano Stadium. So the fans of Madrid aren't too happy here. Zidane's no. already feeling the heat. We know the Madrid fans is no room for air in this with this team. No. They're ruthless, the fans there. It's a very cutthroat club. Yes. Winner bust always for Real Madrid. A big surprise defeat there for Real Madrid. And a pretty difficult group it's looking That's to be. That's gonna be a difficult group now. That's gonna be a difficult group. So let's uh, let's move on to that. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a disappointment. Um, going into the next game, Inter Milan, Mönchengladbach. Inter Milan tipped his favorites to win this group, but yeah, we tipped. Come I, out of the come out of the gate again. Conte showing. Well, you know what? He did change the tactics. He brought in Eriksson, something I would have liked to see. The defense he kept with the D'Ambrosio, Divrai, and Kolarov uh, combination. Perisic on the left. Darmian this time on the right. Darmian on the right. Vidal, Barella in the middle. Vidal actually had a decent game with his passing. Yep. Just he was at fault for two of the goals. He uh, caused a foul in the box for a penalty, and he was ha- he was half asleep for the second. It was just a simple through ball. He didn't pick up the run uh, made by Hoffman, and he just came in and put it right through uh, Handanovic's legs. Handanovic again not playing great. No. He got a feel for him on that penalty, though, because he did pick the right side. It was just, it was perfectly placed. You, you can't do anything as a goalkeeper when yeah. it's buried right in the bottom. Yeah, Ben Sabani hit that perfectly. Just enter Lukaku saved him again with two goals. Romelu. But the Borussia Mönchengladbach back players even came out and said, I believe it was Hoffman, he came out and said, 
it was very obvious what Inter's game plan was, and it was to get it to Lukaku every single time. So they double man marked him. They put a man in front of him and a man behind him so that he couldn't receive the ball. But Lukaku was still able to score. His link-up play wasn't good. Uh, so Erickson kind of pulled the strings, but he did a really good job. Sanchez was off big time. Yeah. Uh, when Martinez was brought on for him in the second half, Inter looked a lot better. But it's just, it's the same uh, same old problems here with Conte and the center team. They had the best defense in City last year. It's very surprising now to see them concede so easy. Goals everywhere. They're leaking goals, yeah, nonstop. They didn't. The crazy thing is they didn't concede a shot in this game until the eighty something minute. Yeah. And somehow they were able to concede two goals with just one shot in open play. One shot. And they tie 2-2. Well, this could be what we call the Conte curse. Conte in his last 11 games, Champions League games, has only won two of them. That's that's terrible. That's a terrible record to have, especially with a coach as well paid and that has a reputation that he does as Antonio Conte. Yeah, and, th- and this brings back flashbacks of last year's Champions League campaign against Slavia Praha. Yeah. Inter, uh, same thing. Like always, taking the lead and blowing it. Yeah. Can't hold on to a lead for the life of them for the past year. So here's my question and for that, you. And that game yeah. caused them to get knocked out of the uh, Champions League group. So is that going to happen again in this difficult group? Knowing, here's my question for you. So knowing what Inter's expectations are with the squad that they have, does this lo- does this is this draw more of a loss for Conte, and does this put him more so in the hot seat with upper management? I think it definitely puts him in the hot seat with upper management. He was given... So there was a lot of uh, heat he was taking at the end of the season because it was poor showing uh, with the team. He was complaining a lot to management. I didn't get my players. You guys aren't spending the money. Well, they spent the money. They brought him players. They gave him everything he wanted. And the results are worse. The only thing that he has going for him is that really they're not losing games besides the Milan game. They're tying and they're just scraping out wins. Uh, once again, being that Milan game, but it's very ugly for Inter right now. It's not looking too good. No, they have to. They have to fix this. They're in a terrible run of form. They haven't won any games in the last three. Very lucky to beat Fiorentina. Benevento is Benevento. You should be winning that. Yeah. And now, like, I don't know. When are they going to turn this season around here? I don't know. You hope this weekend. You hope this weekend. But we'll- what, what are your thoughts on Conte? I don't know. I mean, it's if I'm upper management and I'm if I'm inter upper management, I know what the goal is. The goal is to win the scudetto. The goal and do and get out, at least make it out of the groups for the Champions League. He doesn't have such a high bar set for the Champions League. It's make it out of the group, make it into the round of sixteen, and and we're happy. That that's how it feels. But your objective is you got to win the scudetto. So is he more focused on that? Just with his tactics. I just I don't understand it because you have the likes of Bastoni this time on the bench. Comes on and he gets an assist on, yeah. the, on the time. So you have Bastoni on the bench. But I don't understand. You have only twenty three players you're allowed to carry for the Champions League, right? Andrea Nokia is on that list. He was on the bench yesterday. Again. why are you I understand he's not in your he's not he's not in your plans, but he is a loyal center back that plays really well in that position and plays a lot better than D'Ambrosio and Kolarov do in that position. So why not give this guy a chance? If you're so short on center backs, why not give Ranocchio the chance? 
Yeah, I'd give him a chance. I would. He, I, why not? Over them because D'Ambrosio. Yeah, D'Ambrosio hasn't been good back there. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? I just think it's. I think it's poor choice on Antonio Conte's part. You have, you have a center back there who's not only a big boy, but he has a wealth of experience. Yeah, experience. He this was, a, was the he former, was former inter. Yeah, former inter captain, right? So he's he he has a presence there. Why not give this guy a shot instead of letting him rot on the bench? What good is that going to do? What's the if you're not going to play him? I'm sorry. What's the point in bringing him and in, including him in your 23 player squad? There is no there is point. no point, right? You have to play him. I don't know if he's not if he's not coming in for two makeshift center backs, then yeah, what is the point? Exactly. Also, I want to see Barella. He needs a rest. It's obvious he's not. He's, anywhere. he's gassed. He's gassed. He's, he's gassed. way too much. And we've mentioned this before. Handanovic question marks are being asked about him. He has not been good in any of the games for Inter this season. I think if you're Antonio Conte... The Milan game, he was good. Sorry, go. Yeah. I think if you're Antonio Conte, you got to give Radu a shot. There's Radu, there's Stankovic's son. You remember David yep. Stankovic for any yep. Inter fans? His son is also in the squad. He was the uh, backup goalie for this game. Oh, that's because Radu's out with COVID, I yes, think. Yes, COVID. Right? And then you have Padelli too. Padelli's not as reliable. No. Padelli's not as reliable, but I think Radu... You have a chance at bringing, giving this guy a shot. I, I, I would make, I would, but it's hard because Hendenovic is your captain. So how do you bench your captain? I know, but if he's going to be putting in performances like this, it's time to, uh, I he, he has to start feeling the heat. I think there's no question that Inter will start looking for a goalkeeper next year. I just don't, politically, the way it is, when it's all politics, I don't think they're going to, just out of respect to Hendenovic, they're not going to, this is his year to run with it and if he proves his worth great if he doesn't then they're gonna look elsewhere that's what i think on handanovich all right and off to group c yeah let's go to group c we had manchester city versus porto 3-1 josep guardiola joseph guardiola and sergio constantino for porto 3-1 for man city and they were up and they were up porto they were were up one other Uh, diaz diaz scored an amazing solo goal to start off the game luis diaz I think, you know, I don't have much to say about this game, but the one thing I will say is Manchester City controlled the game. They had the ball. Yeah, typical Typical, Pep style. Typical Pep style. Porto just soaked in the pressure, soaked in the pressure, soaked in the pressure. As soon as the penalty, as soon as Pepe made that boneheaded typical Pepe, play, typical Pepe, as soon as that, that penalty changed the game. And, but deservedly so, I think Manchester City won this game. Yeah, they, so they got a penalty shot. Aguero, free kick by Gondogan, nice shot. And then they picked up that third goal by Ferran Torres, the young uh, Spaniard. Beautiful goal. But yeah, yeah Porto, not a bad trying. Very young team. Sergio yeah. Costa Sao is doing a good job there. Yeah. They look pretty decent. They look a threat, like always, Porto. Absolutely. A bit off form with they haven't won in their last three games as well. But, you know, it was they gave Man City a game. They gave Man City They didn't score really an open play until the end. It, ha- it came down to two set pieces. Being a penalty and uh, and the free kick, Absolutely. it's a good showing by Sergio Costa, former Lazio Lazio player there. Yeah. And then the second game in this group, Group C, was Olympiacos Marseille at the. If I, let me see if I can say this. The Georgios. I'm not even gonna say it. The Georgios Karai Stadium. Skaki. Let's just say that the Georgios Stadium. Shout out to Mike Cottis for his Greek team on winning one nothing. Congratulations. He was uh, rubbing it in yesterday in our WhatsApp group. So. Um, congratulations on the win. Enjoy it. That's probably the only win you're going to get in this group. 
Yeah, this game was very even. These teams. It was more of a dud of a game. Yeah, like, it wasn't that great. There wasn't much between 50, them. 50 down the road. Down the Shots road. were almost the same. Possession yeah. was the same. But uh, good to see a former Romanista, Cholevas. Yes. On the left side, played a great game for Olympiacos. Valbuena was the man of the match, hands down. Yeah, the um, little Frenchman. Yeah, Valbuena played really well. Um, and it just on the on the Marseille side, I think this is a very disappointing loss for them. I would have loved to have seen Kevin Strootman start this game. But uh, coming <laughs> off the bench, unfortunately, I think Kevin, uh, Kevin deserves a shot at starting in this uh, Marseille team. He can bring a lot to the table. But... Uh, you know, disappointing loss for uh, Marseille. Bit of a dud of a match, but... Uh, what are your thoughts on Man City? What do you think they're going to do this year in Champions League? Man City, I think, has to win the Champions League this year. You think they're equipped to do so? They got the team? It can happen over two legs yeah. once they get into the knockouts. There's no question they're going to make it to the knockouts, but who are they going to be paired up with? That's a big one. Yeah, it always comes down to the pairs. That's a big one. Yeah. I'd love to see Man City get like a Barca. I would love to see that. Yeah, Pep versus his own. Yeah, his former prodigy versus there, Messi. Messi. I, I just, I would love to see that. I would even love to see. You know, we'll we'll, we'll get into it a little later, but I'd love to see like Manchester City play like a team. I know we saw it in the group stages last year, but I'd like to see them play a very confident Atalanta. That'd be an interesting. Well, they, they met last season. They, that's they what I'm saying. The they met group, in the groups. Yeah. They were in the group last yeah. season. But this is this is an Atalanta that's got confidence no, now. It's different. Yeah. It's a different ball game. It's a different ball game. But we'll see what happens with City. I mean, I expect them to be in the final four this right. year. Next group. Speaking group of D, which, we had. We'll start with Atalanta and FC Michelin from Denmark. Big four nothing win. Atalanta continuing. Smashing teams left, right, and center. Yeah, that 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 loss against Napoli didn't hurt them too much in confidence wise. And Papu Gomez scored a screamer. Yeah, they they played so well in this game. They just Michelin had no answer for them. No, none. How Brunt. about Duvin Zapata, man? Amazing, Woo! amazing man of the match performance. The Colombian, yeah, Muriel is uh, the two Colombians up front. They played phenomenal. They did. They played really good. This team, this is the A team for Atalanta. Romero put in a man of the match performance yeah. there. No he one, made the yeah, yeah. Champions League our group, our team, yeah, team of the week, team of the week. No one had a bad game in this team. No, nobody no one had a bad game. Sportiello even had a good game. This guy sitting on the bench all year last year was called in for the PSG game, and now look at him. He's a starter for Atalanta. Yeah, Atalanta's going to be a handful for a lot of teams. I think so. We're going to see. Liverpool and Atalanta is going to be very interesting. When oh, they match it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. Can't Especially wait. after, which we'll talk about a little bit more, Liverpool's uh, lost some big members of their team. So yeah. it'll be very interesting to see going forward what this Atalanta team can oh, do. Yeah. They're true underdogs since they went to the semifinals against PSG last year. Who knows what they can yeah. do? They're a true dark horse in this competition. They are. They are. This this team just they they look really good. Uh, we know the defense is suspect at the back. That's probably their that's their weak spot. But they all played really well. Yeah, and their new boy too, Alexi Mirinchuk, he scored yeah. on his debut for Atalanta. Yeah, which is good. There, another goal score. Yeah, Ilicic coming off the bench. Team. Two played really well coming off the bench for Ilicic. They just they expect they were expected to win this game and they won it very well. They so, did. They look like one of the stronger teams right now. Yeah, in the uh, Champions League. I would say that that was that was a good game. Good for Atalanta, four nothing, and then. Uh, 
Want to move on to the next game in this yeah, game? Yeah, we'll go on to the next game. Liverpool uh, and Ajax. Ajax, Eric Ten Hag's Ajax versus Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Both playing a 4-3-3. Kind of a... Uh, so the big, the big, was, the big talking point is game. the big talking point of this is Van Dyke. He uh, got injured in the Maryside Derby. Pickford came in high tackle on an offside, yep. uh, partially torn his ACL, mm-hmm. possible meniscus tear as well. He's out now for the rest of the season. Is he going to be back? He's going to be Euro? undergoing surgery. I don't know what his. He should be back for Euro. What his state of mind is going to be, we have no idea. Wish him well. So Fabinho, he's been uh, dropped back into the center back role. He actually he played really well. He was there. the best player Fabinho probably in the really game. Well there. Yeah. And uh, oh, actually, you know, the, there was another there was another player that played really well for Liverpool. Shockingly, needed to, and Adrian. Adrian, yes, he had a good game. Finally, <laughs> finally, finally. So credit to Jurgen Klopp for sticking with this guy and not falling under the pressure of. Well, who are they going to put in there after I Adrian? Know. I don't know. Just, but the one but not, thing, a, not a typical Liverpool game here. No, not a typical Liverpool game. Uh, I would say... Ajax, I think, pit more... To me, they troubled they Liverpool more than I you know than I thought they would. They had six shots. Uh, yeah. Sorry, five to six on shots and, and on this, target. This Ajax team is good. Even though all their star players from two years ago are all gone. Yeah, De Ligt, Van de Beek. They're... They're still good. I mean, Onana is a solid goalkeeper in net. Yeah, Credit one of the best him. goalies with his feet, yeah. too. And uh, Blind is there. Daily Blind, yes. Daily Blind is there. Unfortunately, Talia Fico had a bad game, scoring an own goal. Yeah, was, they got was, they got some big names. They have uh, David Klaassen. Yeah, they got some good players. David Neres is a David big, big is name. David Neres is a very underrated player. Dusan Tadic. So the, yeah. the players are there. And who could forget? I know he came on late. Klaus. Yes. Huntelaar's there, right? Jan Klaus Huntelaar, yeah, yeah. He's still kicking around. He's still kicking around. This team Quincy is... Promise. So, yeah, Ajax is good players. They do lose players every year. Yeah. So, it is amazing how they're able to keep that revolving door yeah. going. I, I just don't think Ajax is down and out yet in this group. I don't think so. Well, yet. they got it. Well, to me, they are because you got to win these games. If you, don't, you gotta, if you don't beat Liverpool now, you got to beat Atalanta. Be and to That's me, gonna be... Atalanta might be an even harder game uh, for them. Because Atalanta doesn't fear anybody. I know that's the thing, and Atalanta like presses till you they play, s- till you suffocate. They play with like, no in fear, your end, right? They play with no fear, Atalanta. No, it's true. It's true. Which can work for or against them, yeah. as we saw last year in the PSG game. Tough, tough loss. I just personally, for me, I don't think Ajax is out of this yet. I think this is. The, I think this is one of the hardest groups in Champions League. It's one of them, yeah. Mich- Michelin is a... Uh, Michelin, yes. But I can't see them you don't have, getting a win. You don't have a, a group where everybody is a powerhouse. You don't. This is a pretty well... This is a pretty difficult group. Yeah, the only group where you'd say... Maybe, yeah, there's no powerhouses in every for every... You know, yeah. there's no group where every team's Not a powerhouse. Here. Maybe the Inter group, yeah. uh, which is group B. Every team in there is uh, yeah. pretty decent. And also Lazio's group, but we'll get into that. All four teams are good, right? Yeah. So with that being said, uh, just look, just to table it off based on, uh, I believe it's goal differential or goals four is the first tiebreaker. Goals four. Okay, so Atalanta leading the charge there, followed by Liverpool, and then you have Ajax and Michelin. That's your standings for Group B, first yes. game only. Let's move on to Group E. One of the least exciting groups, in my opinion. Yeah, and but. But there's a good story here. Ren, go ahead. From Liga, a bit fortunate to be 
in this Champions League this year because Liga was cut with 10, with, with 10 games to go. Uh, Ren most likely would not have ended up in fourth if the 10 games were played out. So for them, they're in this competition, no pressure. They actually played a decent game against Krasnodar. They actually outplayed them. We're very unlucky not to get the three points. Yeah. But it's kind of a feel-good story here. You have this team with no pressure, representing Liga. A lot of uh, Champions League debuts in this game. Yeah. So it's and it's good on them. Yeah, Let's the see what they I, can do. The one thing I like to see about I'd like to see with Ren per, as a selfish as an Italian fan is I'd like to see Daniele Rugani in there more. Didn't play this game, but I guess he's just trying to fit in now. Yeah, he just recently went over yeah, and acclimatized to being at uh, Stade Rene. Uh, they got an exciting young talent, the next seventeen-year-old up-and-coming talent in France. The next big thing. Camavinga. This yeah. is a kid to watch out for. No, definitely, definitely. This guy's the real deal, Eduardo Camavinga. Yeah. So anyone who's in Champions League, into watching Champions League, watch uh, out for this kid. Absolutely. He's gonna end up at a big team next season, and uh, he had in a pretty good game. Yeah. The one thing I will, I will say about this game is, uh, yes, Stad Stad Rene. Basically, they, they they controlled this game. Sixty three percent possession. They had twenty shots. Um, 20 shots total. So you have to give credit to Safonov, the goalkeeper yes. for Krasnodar. He played outstanding, kept Krasnodar in the game. If it wasn't for him, this would have been a completely yeah. different result. Yeah, I think in, in this group, Krasnodar is the is the weakest team. The whipping boys. The whipping boys. And Safonov basically stole them a point in my books Yeah, for this game. And uh, credit to that. Good for them. And yeah, good point for Ren. Good Champions League debut for them. Absolutely. So then the next one, which was supposed to be an exciting yeah, game. Yeah, considering, like, we look at all the the players Chelsea have brought in this series. Yeah. Timo Werner. This game was a dog. Havertz, you know, Against Chilwell, the Europa League champions. Against the Europa League. So both of these teams, actually, these are the last two teams to win the Europa League, Chelsea and Sevilla. Yeah. So this was a Should kind of a big game on that point. Yeah. Frank Lampard, Julian Lopetegui, Chelsea, like we just said, with all their firepower, known for great offense in the Premier League, poor defense, and they don't manage to score a goal, and they manage to keep a clean sheet with their new yeah. goalkeeper, Edward Mendy, which is very strange. That's very yeah. un-Chelsea. I think that's their first clean sheet this year. Oh, good for them. Good for them. Very uncharacteristic yeah. uh, Chelsea yeah. result here. Yeah. Only and low scoring I mean no low, uh, no chances even in this game really. yeah they uh, I think they played really well they came in they knew what they knew what Sevilla was going to try and do Sevilla was going to try and uh, play the possession game and play and press on them and uh, Chelsea came in Frank Lampard did his thing and credit to Frank Lampard for getting this draw I mean yeah, they got some a, good talents here you know? this isn't an easy Sevilla this Sevilla team is not easy proven. they beat uh who did they be last year in the Premier from Wolverhampton and Arsenal? I think. Yeah, they and they gave Bayern Munich a run for their money. They gave the Bayern, Super they beat Cup. Inter, so they've shown they can be big teams. Yeah, they so for beat Chelsea, I'd say this isn't a terrible result. I know no. a terrible result. I know a lot of uh, Chelsea fans probably look at this like, thinking oh we God. need three points, but no, this against, is a good result. This is a good result for you. Jorginho did not play well. Picked up a yellow card. One thing, one shout out, credit to Mateo Kovacic when he came in. Frank Lampard. Making that smart decision, Mateo Kovacic really solidified that midfield when when he came on. So credit to him. Good job, Kovacic. Yeah, Thiago Silva too making his Champions League debut for Chelsea. He yeah. had a good game. Maybe that was the difference. Yeah, showing up that defense. Jorginho 
Apparently, he's been teaching him some English because he doesn't know a lick of English, Thiago. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jorginho is the professor and the midfield yeah. anchor in that team. But also, too, I mean, uh, big thing for uh, some big saves from uh, Buno and uh, the Sevilla goalkeeper. Yeah, there. Canadian-born, I believe. <laughs> I believe right? he is Canadian-born. He's linked to Canada anyway. Yeah. But he plays for uh, Morocco. Morocco. From Montreal. Oh, I don't he blame was, him. Yeah, so. Sorry. <laughs> I don't blame him. So yeah, just kind of a low key match, not great offensively, but overall, I think yeah. it's I think it's a positive for it's the positive, Chelsea fans. It's a positive you're not, for Chelsea for sure. Yeah, because you're not conceding goals, and uh, that's been their big problem this this season so far. Yeah, it's a positive for Chelsea. And with this group, there's room for them to yeah, this have these types this of games. Let's with say this draw this group's wide open. Yes. So right now you have Krasnodar on top, Ren in second place, obviously because they. Both scored in their game, and then Sevilla and Chelsea at the bottom. But lots and lots of room here. So let's move on to. Uh, yeah, we'll move on to the next group, Group F. This was probably the best game of the Champions. It was, uh, and it shocked me. It sh- I think it shocked a lot of people. Yeah. Lazio versus Borussia Dortmund. Wow, what a game at the Olimpico. Simone and Zaghi's. Lazio versus Lucien Favre. Chiro scores. scores a beautiful little flick goal in the first. Uh, he could do a first club. First six minutes. Marvin Hitz had a hideous game. Oh, Marvin Hitz. I just. The Swiss goalie. Terrible game. Don't know game. what he was thinking. Don't know what he was Very thinking. Very strange. Holland scores a rocket from Giovanni Reina. Yeah, beautiful that was pass. Beautiful. Beautiful. Holland looks like a scary prospect, man. That kid has it all speed, strength. He, does. he can dribble. Kid's if, a monster. For those of you that didn't see the Holland goal in the Lazio game, Go and take a look at it. It's a rocket. If Star- Strakosha- I feel Strakosha had no chance. Yeah, if Strakosha got a hand on that, it would have ripped it off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But this Lazio team, hey, credit to them. You know, they only had thirty-five percent possession in this game too. So they played their style. That's why they did good. That's why they did good. Counterattack. Borussia Dortmund controlled the game, even though they looked flat-footed. As soon Which as Lazio we- came on the counterattack, it was game over. Yeah, which we said in our preview game. We knew yeah. Dortmund was going to look to control this game. Yeah. We just weren't sure with this Lazio team being so out of form and the defense kind of being shaky, whether they would be able to take advantage yeah. of the space left behind by Dortmund. And they clearly were able to. They also scored a goal off a set piece. Luis Felipe. Yeah. Uh, got It was it didn't count as his goal. It was an own goal by Hits, but he was the one uh, who initiated that goal. Yep. But overall, Lucas Leva to everyone. It's like Lazio. I don't know. They just they showed up. They just showed up. They woke up. This was the Lazio of last season. Maybe, maybe who were the Scudetto? This is the Lazio of last season who were, were potential Scudetto winners. I just think maybe we got it wrong. Maybe Lazio was looking ahead to this game against Dortmund, and which is why they sacrificed against Sampdoria, right? Uh, who knows? We'll who knows? see. We'll see. They've been they're like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, they've been horrendous this season. This Jekyll is their first Hyde. major. Jekyll showed up today. Or <laughs> Jekyll showed up in this game. This is their first uh, major result, and yeah. it's, a, it's a big one. This could change a season's uh, team season right Absolutely. around. Absolutely. So they got momentum now. Watch out. Watch out for whoever plays Lazio this weekend. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, congrats to uh, Simone Inzaghi. Yeah. There was rumors about the him losing the changing room, but it doesn't no, seem that doesn't way. doesn't seem that way. doesn't seem that way. So congratulations. We'll move on to the other game in the group. Club, Club Brugge versus Zenit St. Petersburg. Bruge. 2-1 result for Club Brugge. Brugge. <laughs> yeah, they over played, Zenit uh, They St. look Petersburg, like a good team. Like, they 
look like a good they're team. They're big. I, I watched these guys. They got a lot of big boys in that team. The, hey, that size Bob matters, Luka. man. Size matters. That Vanekin, man, he played a phenomenal game in midfield there. Warmer too. A lot of a lot of good. Uh, yeah. A lot of good players from the Jupiter you know, League. It, it, was, here. it was a little... They scored in the very last minute to win the game. They did. But Hor- like, that, that one, like, Zenit didn't do much. Like, Horvath was credited with the own goal. From that Lovren rocket yeah. of a shot. So that was a bullet. It was a bullet. It was definitely a bullet. I think these, is, these aren't... Yeah, sorry, go. This is disappointing for Zenit St. Petersburg. Zenit St. Petersburg's got a good team. They have high expectations. Yeah, Juba, Azmoun, the Iranian Messi, they call him. Yeah. Two really good forwards. Yeah. It is, but this isn't going to be an easy group. We knew... No. this. Was, I thought Club Brugge, and they proved that they are going to be a very tough team. No, to they be. are going to be a tough team. They're, gonna be, they're a very physical team, yeah. but yet technically... Uh, Technically skilled, yeah. solid team, and it's not going to be easy for uh, Lazio and Dortmund to walk over these two guys. No, these no. two teams here. See, I'm curious to see Interesting how group. I'm curious to see how Lazio lines up against Bruges because is Bruges going to take it to them, or is Bruges going to try and sit back and nobody's going to want to touch that ball? Because Bruges, I don't think's afraid to come on the, you know, up to the forefoot and play there. I don't think they're worried about that. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting. It will be. It so, will be. Good, young, physical, technical team. Some, a team to watch out for. Yeah. Felipe Clements, Club Bruges. All right. So let's uh, t- round out the standings for Group F. Lazio on top, scoring more goals. Bruges, uh, number two in there. And then you have Zenit and Dortmund rounding out the, th- yes. the group there. So let's move on to Group G. Juventus' group. It's <laughs> supposed to be the dream group. Dream group. Um... Do you want to start off with the Juve game or start off with the Yeah, Barca we'll game? start off with the Juve game. Okay. Juve, a uh, little bit of a side story here. Andrea Pirlo, the master versus the apprentice. So the yeah. opposing coach, Luchescu, he uh, was the coach of Pirlo in his Brescia days. I think he gave him his debut. Yeah. And uh, Pirlo learned under Luchescu. And now they meet up after all these years. Luchescu is 75 years old, still coaching. City, uh, kind of a city, a legend, I guess, in that yeah. in that aspect, you know. But on uh, besides that, Juve, the Diana Kiev team was pretty good. They showed their technical ability, their speed. But Juve, for me, they just played a solid game. This was Pirlo's most solid solid game uh, since being on the bench with uh, Juve. Yeah, Morata again popping in with the goals the when goals. it matters, replacing Ronaldo yeah. very well. Chiesa playing deep in that. Yeah, Chiesa. Every, everyone played good. No one had a bad game in this Juve team. Just Chiellini with his injury 18 minutes in. Yeah. Was the only uh, sour note in this game, but everybody played really good. Yeah. No, they played good. It was a solid performance, and uh, congratulations on the win. Yeah, you can't say much. You can't fault Juve. If, if Juve play like this, they have a good chance under Pirlo. It's not flashy, but it was a solid win. Solid win. They show no weakness in this game no, they played, it's because they played more so a team game yeah they did they Ronaldo's played not there but that's the, they played as a team today they yeah. didn't rely on uh you know yeah moments of brilliance it was a lot of team building passing that up to the two goals absolutely and bonucci bonucci again he's having a really good season danilo outstanding on the left side of defense when he's really a right side of yeah. player great game and yeah great yeah. job for juve yeah, and over to their counterparts here, Barca and Fedek Varos. Camp Nou. Well, I think it 
was expected. crazy crazy game for pk he was getting turned inside out by yeah. Nguyen there the forward from yeah. uh from fenervados the number 10 he was turning pk inside out pk ended up doing like a rugby style tackle on him got sent off yeah. the funny thing is if anyone watched the game he goes up to the ref and he's complaining well why did you give me a red card yeah it was very funny but it's typical typical pk yeah typical pk he's known for getting red cards and uh this Barca team, for being kind of in a mess since Coleman's come in, there's been a lot of uh, unsettled players in the change room. Yeah. This was a good little team result for them. Messi played good, scored a goal. Penalty, Coutinho. Ansu Fati, too, Fati. putting in a goal and assist. He played really good. De Jong, beautiful chip uh, on that goal. Dembele. Played, yeah, Dembele came on. It's been a while since he's had an impact in a game. Dembele, Usman Dembele, yep. really good. But expected. You don't expect anything else from Barcelona in a game like this. No. You know they're going to win. It's oh, 100%. A guaranteed. You bet the mortgage on them to win. 100%. 100%. So good for Barca. Yeah, now we're just waiting for that that big, the big match, Juve-Barca, which That's seems like Ronaldo may miss still with COVID. Yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll worry about that next week. Definitely. Last group, Group H. We have, this was the true Hollywood match. Manchester United versus Petit Saint-Germain. Yeah, Thomas Tuchel, he's starting to look like an evil professor. The longer he stays here, he's like Voldemort. He's turning more and more evil the longer he's Seriously. he's there. He's losing his hair. He's going crazy. Well, he's in Paris. rumored he's rumored to be getting the axe. So he's yeah. on the chopping block with Allegri waiting in the wings apparently. So it's not looking good for Thomas. No, he looks it's not very looking stressed. good for Thomas Tuchel. It's yeah. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer too. He's been in a lot of uh, heat. Yeah, something that drives me nuts about. Man, you fans sometimes, and I guess maybe it's the media, but when Mourinho was there and he'd park the bus like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did in this game, Mourinho would be called a bus parker and yeah. he'd get destroyed by the media for being too defensive, anti, yeah. anti-football anti stuff. Solskjaer does the exact same thing. His team win, but he gets all the praise and the laudits yeah. and always a, what a result. So that makes me laugh a bit. But this game played perfectly into Ole Gunnar's, uh, Solskjaer's style of football. He loves the counter. He loves playing with speedy uh, speedy players up on the wings. A lot of penetrating balls. This game played completely into Manu's favor. Dead. Neymar, Mbappe, Twanzebe had them shut down all game. Rashford missed a whole bunch of chances, but he ended up popping up with a defi- decisive goal. And uh, that's kind of how this game was. If it wasn't for De Gea... As uh, well. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. He had a really good, great game. Uh, kudos to him because he's been under the cost a bit recently. And uh, I think this is a really good result for Manu. Let's see if really they can carry result. it over to the Premier League. Yeah, it it's is a confidence really booster. Definitely. Big win for them. Anything to say on this game besides big, that? Big win for them. Moise Keane came on, was terrible. Yeah, what a shock. <laughs> oh, we, give, we, we really flack on that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, just... That's you know, we knew what Manchester United were going to do. They came, they parked the bus, and it worked out well for them. Yeah, you know, David De Gea standout game, long overdue, long, long overdue. Bruno Fernandez put in yeah. a fantastic performance as always. Man, uh, yeah, Man U, they'll go, they'll beat PSG, but then they'll lose to like uh, uh, Brighton. You yeah, know? that's how they are. Exactly, exactly. Very strange team, but the it last game, the last game of the Champions League round up here, we have Red Bull Leipzig. Yep. 
it's Julian Ra- Nagelsmann. It's, it's not Red Bull Liebschig. It's Rice. Oh, sorry. Rass and Bosford because they yeah, can't put Red they Bull. They can't put Red Bull in the thing. So Liebschig will call him. Yeah. Nagelsmann, the young Nagelsmann versus Istanbul Basakşehir. Yeah. Last year's Turkish winner having a horrendous season so far in the, are. In the Super League, the they Turkish are. Super League. This was simple, expected. simple, yeah. straightforward win for the last year's semifinalist, 2 0. Yeah. Polson played an outstanding game as a striker. He did. Angelino, two world class goals, could have had three. And Cuckoo, phenomenal from the right midfielder slash winger. Yeah. Campo played great. Um, Campo, yeah. Campo, the Slovenian midfielder, beautiful assist. They look They're like great. a dangerous team. They look good. We'll see what they can do. They They're should come out of this round of 16. I mean, to the round of 16 and. Uh, I wouldn't want to play them. No, I wouldn't want to play RB Leipzig. That's for sure. I wouldn't want to. So that wraps up. That wraps up the Champions, Champions League. League. Um, currently, Europa League games are going on right now. Napoli and Alkmaar are 0-0 in the second half. Roma and losing like expected. Yeah. <laughs> Roma losing one nothing to young boys. Uh, clearly playing their B team. Uh, no looking excuse. forward to the game. Not taking Europa weekend. League serious. No, I know. Well, we can. If we can. I don't, no excuse for this one, Roma. But you know, if they if they do happen to score, I'll be sure to scream into the microphone. <laughs> but uh, so uh, with that being said, let's move on to Serie A. Very exciting week coming up here. Um, start with the Friday fixture tomorrow. Let's start with the Friday fixture. Sassuolo, Torino. Oh, oh, oh. Marco Giampaolo in the news on the chopping block. He's been given apparently five. He's been given to the next national break. I'm surprised to turn things that. around. I'm surprised by that too. I think it's a lie. I think you give him one, two weeks, depending on, depending on how bad he gets beat. Yeah. He could get fired a lot sooner. Yeah. I just. Uh, what do you expect out of this game? Second place, Sassuolo versus last place, Torino. Uh, I'm going to. Keep going with my statement. I said last podcast that uh, Giampaolo is going to get fired after this Sassuolo game because Sassuolo is going to hammer them. I think Sassuolo is going to win this game. Um, they're playing at Mape Stadium, or as they call it, the Stadio Città del Tricolore. Go Mancini. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think Sassuolo is going to win this game. Sassuolo's on fire right now. They're firing on all cylinders. Torino has what it takes to get through this Sassuolo defense, but I just, they just, they don't, they're not getting the results. They're not. And Sassuolo, second highest scoring team in Serie A, right? They are, yeah. And I just think Sassuolo wins this game. I just, I can't see Torino even tying this game. So, yeah, Sassuolo showing signs of what Atalanta was when they started coming out and becoming the great team they are. Absolutely. Today, and the Sassuolo team. Is turning a lot of heads, but as long as Berardi, Caputo, Juric, and Locatelli are healthy, people are gonna have, uh, you know, teams are gonna have a lot of trouble playing 100%. against uh, against them. And yeah. you know, it's not looking good. It's not looking good for Marco Giampaolo. I don't know if he has a chance of saving his job. I think I do see a Sassuolo win here. I think they're gonna spank him pretty hard. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like a four nothing four one win. It's, it's not looking good for today. And you know, this Sassuolo team just pulling up this stat for average shots per game. Sassuolo's first in City A with 20.5 shots per game on average. You know where Torino sits? Torino sits in 19th out of 20 with 8.67 shots per game. I just, that's not a good stat. Yeah, it's simple math. You don't shoot, you don't score. Yeah, right? exactly. So 
Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look good. And even Sassuolo's in the top four for most passes per game, with averaging five hundred and forty five point seven five passes per game. Like this this team is just they're playing really well. <laughs> they're playing really well, and yeah, I just Torino stands no chance in this game. Sorry, sorry, Torino, you're gonna take another loss. You got to get rid of Giampaolo. But who do you bring in? Do you bring back Mazzari? Do you bring back Longo? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. it's you got and it's so frustrating because this Torino team's got some good pieces there. They don't deserve to be where they are, but you know maybe they need to. They got to change the philosophy there. Yeah, it's and to swell on top of it, out of their plethora of attacking talent, they have Jeremy Boga last year, probably one of the most exciting yeah. wingers in the league. The guy completed the most dribbles out of any player in City. Uh, he sat Buffon down on his uh, yeah. on his on his butt one goal and chipped him. Yeah, like it wasn't even there. He Jeremy Boga is a real talent. So he should be starting on the bench coming in this game, and it's just scary the talent that uh, Sassuolo's, uh has right now at the moment, For and, sure. they're, and they're all in form. So Torino, sure. yeah. So Giuliano and good. I are both telling you take take Sassuolo in this game. Take Sassuolo. It's a no brainer. Let's yeah. move on. Doesn't look good for Torino no. at all. Let's move on. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. in Atalanta, they host Sampdoria. Yeah, this this will be a tough game to call, I think. Yeah. Wow. Well, Especially no, because Renieri, he's come. Yeah. They've won their last two games. He's turned this team around. He set up a strong defensive team. This is going to be a hard game to call. I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as saying Atlanta is going to win it. What do you think? I think Ranieri's happy that he took the scalp off Lazio. Yep. That was very important for him because he is a Roma fan. We all know that. So he did Roma a favor. Grazie, Ranieri, for that. Um, I just The way Atalanta was firing on all cylinders against Michelin, they want to recover from that bad defeat at the Napoli the weekend prior so I think they're going to go into this game and with some great momentum some great confidence from that Michelin game which they found and they're going to win this game Ranieri sorry I just don't think Sampdoria is going to win this game I don't even think Sampdoria is going to take a point off this game because Atalanta is going to win this game I just see Atalanta 2-0 3-0 I just that that's what I see so that's my two cents about this Atalanta and Sampdoria game yeah, it's hard to call a draw in a game like this because I feel like Atalanta don't draw games. The crazy thing is, is if Sampdoria beats this Atalanta team, yeah, then, team, then they're like, tied on points. I know. Nine each. Which is weird. If, if, Sampdoria, yeah. if Sampdoria wins this game, I'll take Sampdoria more seriously. But this is, another, this is a big test. This is a huge test. This could, yeah. this could uh, really, really turn the tables around for yeah. Sampdoria. They do have the advantage, Sampdoria. They've won 50% of their last uh, six games. Yeah. Tough, tough to call. Tough to call. Very tough to call. You just have to kind of lean yeah. with Atalanta. It's, you just, it's, Atalanta? The, it's the safe bet, Atalanta, yeah. because they have a lot of goal scoring. They're on form, playing great at the moment. Goal for and Roma. 1 1. Bruno Perez, of all people, has just put Roma back, and Paulo Fonseca is wearing a hat like Beppe Iacchini. That might be Beppe Iacchini on the bench. <laughs> Congratulations the to Roma. 1 1. There we go. There we go. Anyways, back to the podcast here. Sorry about that. Uh, Atalanta to win. Yeah. So, Julian and I are both agreeing that you got to take Atalanta in this game. Look at that. He undressed them. Beautiful. Yeah. Not going to be. Sorry. It's going to be a very interesting uh, game for City fans. Keep one eye on that game. Renieri versus uh, Gasparini. Two very good coaches for City A. We'll see what happens. Definitely. Next game is 
Genoa Inter. Okay. Okay, at the Luigi Ferrari's stadium. Yes. Here's okay. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you divulge this game. I'm just gonna say this real quick. Inter doesn't win this game. I'm looking at Axing Antonio Conte. If Inter doesn't win this game, Inter has you need to win this game. Yeah, Inter you have to get back on the right track. Both teams are riddled with COVID nineteen. Inter's got the depth. Inter here. has the depth. It's no excuse. But apparently, five players are back for Genoa. For Genoa, but Costa, still, they I still think. got a lot of players out. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. What? Interesting. Interesting to see what Conte's going to do. They got to win. They got to batter oh, they this gotta, Genoa They got to win. They got to batter this Genoa But what's Conte going to do? Is he going to go back to his Barella, Martinez, Lukaku? No, you got to sit Barella this game. This is the one game you can afford yeah, to sit Barella. That's what I think. I think you bring in Erickson again, who wasn't bad. I think you Inter needs to shuffle, get a solid shuffle defensive midfielder in this team. They need to put a defensive midfielder in this team. I think Gagliardini can fill, fill that void for you. But he's, I think, I know he's, he's out, out for this game. He's out for this game. Something's got to be done with the defense. I want to see Bastoni back in there with the Vrai. I don't want to see D'Ambrosio back there. I'd rather see D'Ambrosio swapped out with Darmian. They switch uh, spots. That defense needs to be shored up. Yeah. Inter wins. Hopefully, they don't concede a goal. Yeah, hopefully. That's the hope. They, they should wanna, win though. There's no it, reason no, why they shouldn't win this game. Inter's got to win this game, and this is a this would be a real good confidence boost for them. They go in here and they just smash Genoa. Nice confidence boost for them. But that's what Inter always does. They beat the teams below them, and they always struggle against the teams above. Get them these three points all then. the time. So if you don't get these three points, see you later, Conte. See you later. No, that's too much money. Take just your wig and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much money to just sack him. It's too much money. He's the highest paid coach in City. Uh, I think they still have Spalletti on the payroll. They do. So I would bring Spalletti. You can't back. afford to. Uh, I would. Pay. I would bring Spalletti. And then, back. then we'd be turning into Roma. And this take your we'd, wig and we'd be get out of here. We'll bring in the bald eagle Spalletti. <laughs> and we'd be a get disaster. it done. Get it done. So Enter. We'll stick with Conte. He's gonna figure it out. You have to have faith in him. Enter <laughs> should beat this Genoa team. We'll see. Tactics-wise, it's a mess. He doesn't know what he wants to do still. No, he's going to play a 3-5-2. That's all we know, but we don't know what type of a 3-5-2. <laughs> he's five, like Eusebio. He's like Eusebio, except he plays a 3-5-2, I'm going to... I'm going to... You're going to... Even though you're not a center back, you're going to play center back. Why? Because I said so. My system works. Crazy. Ah, crazy. Look at this guy. Doesn't want to ruin his hair, Paulo Fonseca. Right, I know. That gorgeous Portuguese <laughs> hair. <laughs> Okay, so anyway. Ju- anyway, Juliano and I are telling you to take Inter in this game. Next match, Lazio-Bologna. Let's see. If Lazio Let's see. Continue. Let's see who shows up. Since Mihalovic's team has been playing good, cannot win a game. No. Lazio has been very poor in Serie A, comes up with a big win against Dortmund, and now they both meet at a crossroads here. But here, but here we go. Lazio put their A-team midweek against Dortmund. Are they going to be tired? Depth-wise, right? Yep. Depth-wise. So, Bologna sitting so on rest. So, this is the thing. When you win, this is from experience. When you win, you don't feel tired. Tiredness isn't a factor. When you win games, you could play forever. Tiredness only comes in when you start losing. It's true. And you put your head down, and you start thinking about all the mistakes you made, the fans getting on you. That's the only time tiredness comes in. When you're on a high and you're winning, you never feel tired. You just want to play. So I think Lazio, you're going to see a different Lazio this weekend compared to the Lazios we've seen in the past month. I think it's, um, 
I think I'm going to stick with my story here. I just think with the lack of depth, Lazio's happy with the win. And sorry, Roma is up <laughs> two to one on the young boys. And it only took us four minutes, but we came back. Europa League, my please. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, where was I? Th- where was I? Here's Talking my train of thought. Bologna. Lazio has a lack of depth, and I just think they're going to struggle playing these midweek games. Here's my other thing, though, with Bologna, just like you said. Bologna, they have nobody to blame but themselves for that loss against us. It's been all game. individual errors. Not all individual error- errors. You got that plug, Skorupski, in net. that can't stop a beach ball. <laughs> and uh, I just, you know what I see here? If... I see Bologna desperate to, to get something out of this game. This is what I see. I see Bologna desperate. So this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to make a bold statement, and I'm going to say Bologna is going to tie this game. Bologna will be happy with a point. Lazio will be okay with a point. No. Lazio, no way. Lazio, I think Lazio, Lazio is sitting be, 15th place right now. They're going to be okay with the point. Yeah, they're going to be okay with the point because with no depth, they're still stealing a, stealing a point. So Lazio stealing a point from Bologna. Yeah. Lazio's not a Scudetto contender. Lazio's, right now. Lazio is not a Scudetto contender, and they know that. I don't know. That's a, they cra- know that's that. a crazy thing. They're going to do whatever they can in the Champions League. That's their focus. You can only pick one if you're Lazio. Lazio's picking the Champions League. So, I am saying Bologna and Lazio are going to tie this game. I don't see it happen that way for me personally. I think Chiro is going to add to his goal-scoring tally of one goal so far in City. Well, anybody could score on Skorupski. He's going to put in three goals. You're going to see Chiro. Anybody could score on Skorupski. You're going to see Chiro build up. You might as well have no goal. (laughs) You're going to see Chiro build on that performance in Dortmund. He's going to be tied at the top of the Capo Cananiere race after this weekend, I think, if no one else scores. Oh, sure, because Skorupski's in there. But Chiro for a hat-trick this weekend. Yeah, if if Chiro scored a hat-trick, then Orsolini's scoring four goals. So he might need two penalties to do it, but he's going to get <laughs> two goals. <laughs> um, okay, so Giuliano tells you to take the Lazio win. I'm telling you to take the tie. And no, it's not because I'm a Romanista. It's just that's how I feel. This is how he gets when Roma starts winning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Sunday. Cagliari, Cagliari Crotone. Okay. We got a okay. I think we got a. I think we got a relegation battle here. <laughs> no, Cali are doing better these days. Yeah, well, because Eusebio Di Francesco's finally he's woken up. Woken up. Got his first win last weekend. Yeah, he's 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 starting to open up his mind through that thick skull of his. <laughs> so, Cali, they're looking good. Cali, Giovanni Simeone scoring goals. Yeah, I think Cali wins this game. Yeah, I think so. Crotone. It's different. They're going to have more of the ball in a game like this compared yeah. to Juve, so they won't be able to sit back and clog up the midfield. Cal- Cagliari will invite Crotone onto them. Yeah. Crotone's got gaps. Yeah, Crotone definitely have gaps. Crotone will be happy after taking a point last weekend at the, against, at the Juventus. I just don't think they can carry that momentum in. Yeah, yeah. Crotone, see, Crotone approaches, it's a different mindset opposed to playing Juve. Juve, they know, okay. We need to sit back, get a point. Cagliari, they're going to feel maybe we can steal a point. So, therefore, you push up the field a little bit yeah. more. You leave more gaps in the D. And that's where Joao Pedro, he's going to find those gaps. Giovanni Simeone will find gaps. And I think I think they'll get their goals. So, Teal, Zappa, they'll find room on the right wing again. I think so uh, saying I'm saying a Cagliari one. Yeah, I'm going to say Cagliari one too. Yeah. So, I think the only one we disagree right now is Lazio Bologna. That's different. <laughs> Next game. The, the Derby della de Campagna. Yes. Benevento versus Napoli. Well, at the Stadio Ciro Vigorito. The Strega. The, the yes, witch. the witches. The Strega. 
Strege, Strege. So nice for this month. Yes, for Halloween. Yeah. Um, Will they have some? Uh, I'm sorry. If, if people in Zagi is going to go and attack Gennaro Gattuso, oh. good luck, bud. Yeah. I'm sure they're. I'm sure these guys are best buds, though. Milan. Yeah, Milan they, boys. they grew up playing against. I mean, they grew up. Yeah. They played with each other their I just, careers almost. I'm so impressed with this Napoli team. And uh, they're just. I think they're a, they're a legitimate Scudetto contender. Uh, How are they the, doing against Azzari? They're losing one nothing right now to Alcamar. Napoli. Oh my god! But they are taking the Scudetto seriously. Yes, the top four in the Scudetto. But they're playing seriously. a full strength squad almost against Azad Alkmar. And Azad Alkmar is like 15 players out, believe it or not. Yeah. And Napoli true. are losing, so a bit disgraceful. Well, they've taken out everybody. They take Oziman's not playing. Uh, Lozano's not playing. Lobotka, like these guys have all been taken out of the game. They started, but they're all been taken out. Yeah, but they started still. Yeah, that's a full strength squad almost. Yeah. Oh well, it's okay. You anyway, guys focusing on this. They don't know how to. Eventually. They don't know how to close down a game like Roma. Let me tell you. Anyways, mm. <laughs> oh, here comes another counterattack. Napoli Benevento. This should be a straightforward Napoli win. Benevento. This should be a straightforward Napoli win. Like we said before, if people in Zaghi exactly, if he's gonna have this uh, cavalier attitude and come. An attack. Full charge attacking at these teams. Good luck to you. Benevento, you're going to find them in 19th place, <laughs> place in no time. They're not going to last. Yeah, long. I think Listreg are in for it today. Or yeah. in for it. Uh, but uh, big one, Christian Maggio facing his old team, his former team. Yes, back in the um, back in. Uh, yeah, Napoli. I'm with you, Jules. Napoli, an easy win for Napoli here. Yep. Easy win for Napoli, so. Next Take game, Napoli. two struggling teams. Parma Spezia. Parma Spezia, two teams that desperately need three points. I, Parma find themselves right now in relegation up against Spezia, who sit 14th in the table. Spezia coming off a draw in their last game. Parma, three losses in their last four. Their only win coming against Verona, 1-0. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it's very early in the season with the way the table is. Spezia sitting in that 13th, 14th spot is kind of an anomaly right now. They're going to regress. It's very obvious. Yeah, but they've they've figured out an identity and they figured out a system that works. That's gotten them a win and gotten them a draw. Parma, on the other hand, yes, they got a win. Four goals, four leaking nine goals in four games. That's that that is not good. But the one thing I will credit Parma. Is Fabio Liverani has figured it out. The reason why Parma was dropping games was because Fabio Liverani, an attacking-minded coach, was using that tactics with a Parma team that is built to counterattack. And he's he tried to enforce it, enforce it, enforce it. Didn't work. Then in the Hellas Verona game, he turned it around and said, "You know what? We're gonna play what you got. We're gonna play this team to its strengths." And it won them the game against Hellas Verona. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Parma the win here. Yeah, Parma's it's at be home. Tough. They're gonna they're losing their uh, one of their center backs, Bruno Alves. She's not gonna be in a team due yeah. to COVID. They're at Daniel Tardini. They're at home. But mind you, it doesn't matter since they've been terrible defensively anyway. So it doesn't matter if Bruno Alves is there or not. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. I think uh, you know I'm gonna make a bold statement here. I think uh, Luigi Seppe gets it together this game against Spezia. I think Parma need this. If Parma doesn't win this game, if Parma ties, it's okay. But if Parma loses this game to Spezia, if you're the new owners of Parma, you're probably thinking of switching out managers. Yeah. You're probably putting Liverani on the chopping block. This because, could be Liverani's one yeah. of his last game. And I think he knows that. Yeah. So go get the win, Parma. Go get the win. I'm going to call this game... Uh, you know what? I like... 
I like what Spezia is doing. I'm going to call this game a draw okay. for them. So Giuliano tells you, take the tie. I'm telling you, take the Parma win. Spezia's been playing pretty good. Besides the Swolo and uh, AC, they managed Udinese to beat them, and they managed to, to tie Fiorentina. Not a bad. Yeah. Not bad considering the four teams they've played already. But I'm going to pit Parma as a tie here okay. for Spezia. So let's move on to the next game here. Udinese are take, pay, taking a visit at the Artemio Franchi against Beppe Iacchini. Let me just say this. This is a very bad time for Beppe Iacchini to play Udinese. It is. Because this Udinese team is another team who is now finding form, is now scoring goals. They look dangerous. They look dangerous. But they're going to play right into Beppe Iacchini's tactics. So Udinese is going to control this game. They're going to play. I don't think that's Udinese's game. I think Udinese is going to press on this Fiorentina team, and Fiorentina is going to play their counterattacking style. That's what Fiorentina does. Fiorentina thrives as a counterattacking team. They do, because that's all Beppe Iacchini knows how to play. Udinese, confident, wanting to get more goals. They finally broke the broke the barrier there, and, you know, deservedly so, got a great win last week. Three goals, yeah. Yeah, so that was the... Four games it took him to score one goal. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna three. call a tie in this game. You're gonna call a tie. I'm gonna call a tie. I would love to call an Udinese win, so that way Comiso. That's what I'm gonna puts. do. I'm, I think Udinese is gonna win, and I think Bepiakini is gonna be our first casualty of uh, the managers in Serie. Yeah. I think he's gonna lose this game, and we're gonna say adios to uh, to Beppe. I'm gonna say a tie. I'm going to say a tie. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, anyway. this game's going to be close for sure. It's going to be a very close game. Two teams that are in desperate need of points. Yeah. With the Nazis found form, Fiorentina has been on a downward spiral ever since their first game against Torino. They won one game, lost against Inter. They've lost against Sampdoria, and they tied Spezia. Yeah. Not looking good. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say another tie. I think even if they tie with the Nez, Beppe Akini's on the chopping block. Yeah, he's so. gone. Him and his hat are gonna be out. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. So Giuliano's telling you to take the Udinese win. I'm telling you to take the tie in that game. And then the uh, last the, game on Sunday. Last game on Sunday. Juventus at home to Hellas Verona. Interesting game. Verona. It's either they score and they win one nothing or they lose one nothing. This you got to thank Juve. I was very impressed in that Dynamo Kiev game. They played a solid game, shut Dynamo Kiev right down. I think they're going to do the same with Hellas uh, Verona. Juve are looking a lot better. Morata's shown he can pop in with the goals. He's combined really well with Chiesa. I like to see Chiesa being as the provider and not trying to be a goal scorer. Uh, Kuluzeski, too, he's playing pretty decent in the midfield. Uh, Besides our tour, all the midfielders have been playing pretty good. I don't know if Weston McKennie's going to be coming back. Our tour has been, just been okay. He's been average. Bentoncourt has been really good. Rabiot has been okay. So I think Juve control this game and they just take it with their yeah, quality. Yeah, I just, I would just, I'm curious to see if DiBala plays though. I'm, there's a bit of a, we talked about this last time. Yeah, there's time. a rift. He did come on and a, yeah, know, he did. Game. He didn't do nothing. No, but there's definitely something going on behind the scenes. Something's oh, boiling. Oh, for sure. For sure. Something's definitely happening behind the scenes, and as the week goes on, I'm pretty sure we'll see what's happening yeah, between uh, Pirlo and Dybala. Absolutely. I just, yeah, I, I'm with you. I just see a Juventus win here. They just, yeah, it won't be an easy game. No, it'll be a grind. It, it will be not, a grind. It's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be a grind. Yeah, sure, I can't. So. I can't see Verona. They don't score a lot of goals. They don't concede a lot. I don't no. see Verona scoring past Juve. No, definitely not. 
And the biggest game of the week. Woo! Let's go, big match game. Match day five, I should say. Monday. On Monday, the biggest game. 245, Roma everybody. versus AC Milan. Two Europa League quality teams here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. I'm joking. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, two good teams Roma's, winning, Roma's winning two to one right now against Young Boys. I can't say that. Uh, I can't say that Inter was uh, was Inter. up at this time last, yesterday, huh? No, we can't. And oh, wow, Lopez just made a big save. I can't believe he actually stopped it. So we have the first place, AC Milano, versus eighth place, Roma. Yeah. Roma's on good form. Two wins in the last uh, two games. AC undefeated so far this season. One goal conceded, nine goals for. Roma, eight goals for, seven goals against. Big difference being the defense here. What do you think Roma's gonna do? I think I think with Roma, uh, this is this is my thoughts on Roma. Roma have found their style of play for this season and what this squad is capable of. And Paolo Fonseca, credit to him, has discovered it. What we noticed in the Benevento game, because after after the Benevento game, I actually told you that I went back and I watched the Benevento game again. Like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get some tidbits on Roma and because I love the Giallo Rossi so much. This is where, Ro- in the Benevento game, what we saw when Roma struggled is when they had possession of the ball. So when, when Benevento was expecting come and get us, Roma didn't know what to do. They looked like deer in headlights. And the same can be said in all the games they've played this year so far. The second Roma gave Benevento the ball and said, come at us, and Benevento opened up, Roma's counterattack what Roma's counterattack is one of the toughest counterattacks in the league. They yeah, scored, it is. It's underrated. They scored five goals. Against a, it's a Benevento team, but they scored five goals. And here's another one. What's another game they should have won this this season so far? Everybody knows we should have won that game against Juventus. Yes, they Why? Because we played a counterattack and we exposed them. And I just think that Roma's going to do it again. Roma's going to give the ball to Milan and tell Zlatan, come. Come, Zlatan. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Zlatan's probably going to score a goal. But I'm telling you right now. Giuliano just called me a psycho five minutes ago. Well, I'm going to make a psycho statement. I'm going to say Roma's going to win this game. I think Roma's going to win this game. They're playing their C team against the young boys right now, and they're winning. C team. The C team. The A team's ready to go. The ball boy's on the field. The C team. (laughs) The A team is ready to go for this game against Milan. I am very excited for this game. I'm not convinced by this AC Milan team yet. I'm really not. I think Roma's going to win this game. This is going to be the upset of the match day. Roma winning. Because if, like I said, like we said last week, if Roma didn't get that harsh, they lose that point, Roma's in the top four. Roma's in the top four. So credit to Paolo Fonseca for figuring it out with this team. They'd be fifth place, but I know. Okay, you know what I mean. They're up there, okay? Yes. They're up there. So this is what I'm thinking. Take the Giallo Rossi. If you want it, I'm sure they pay. They must pay a boatload of money to win. If you're a betting person, they probably pay three and a half, four and a half to one. Take them. Take them. It's a bold, bold prediction. Take them. This team on the counterattack is great. We'll see if Pedro's played the full game here. We'll see if Pedro decides to if they're going to play Pedro. Because the game's on Monday, I think they are going to play Pedro. And I think Pedro's going to be a problem. But do you think Fonseca has it in him to sit his team back? 
Yes. And give the ball to Milan yes. and play on the counter, yeah? Yes. Because he did it against Benevento. He did it against Juventus. That's what I think. That's what I think. I think Milan, depending on who they start in the Celtic game later this afternoon, they're obviously going to have one eye on the game against Roma on Monday. But I just think that, you know, they got their win against Inter. They're, 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 they're through the roof. They're gonna, I think they're going to win today against Celtic. It's going to be a tough win for Celtic. Uh, sorry, a tough win for Milan because Celtic's not winning that game. No way. And I just think they're going to... This is the third game they're going to struggle. This is where they're going to struggle. Take Roma. If you're a betting man and you want to take a chance and make some money, take Roma in this game. They're not as bad as people... Uh, uh, not, they're not as bad as people think they are. Edin Zeko is going to be there on the counterattack. Pedro. The, yeah, they do. They Spinozola, do have better Pellegrini, your anchor man, Mr. Everything, we call him. He can mm-hmm. play anywhere. Marash Kambula is probably going to play. We don't know if Smalling's going to play yet. But, uh, you know, Cristante's had a good two games. I'm sorry for giving you so much flack, Cristante. But, you know, please keep up your form, please. I know I'm changing my tune with you, but please. And there's another Canadian. There's another Canadian link there for those for you Canadian fans. Brian Cristante holds an Italian passport, but he's already been capped by Italy, so he's not eligible to play for Canada. Sorry. <laughs> um... But yeah, take the Roma win. Uh, I, that's my bold statement. What do you have to say about this game? I think this is where Milan drops points for the first time this season. Huh? I just don't see them losing to Roma, though. <laughs> I think it's going to be a draw. We're going to do you a favor. But Milan will drop points. I can't see them going 5-0 and on the season to no. start. Uh, Roma do look very dangerous on the counter. I think Stefano Pioli knows this. He doesn't. He won't allow that to happen, kind of like Inter. He set up a really good game plan to shut down Inter. And uh, I think Stefano Pioli isn't getting enough credit as a manager for his tactical acumen, and uh, I think he can dish it out with the top, with the top managers in this league. And I really think Stefano Pioli is the real deal. So Milan is in big form. They are going to be coming off Europa League game like Roma. They should have enough time to rest between Friday, between Thursday evening and Monday. Depends who they bring out for this game. If the, yeah, the. It all comes down to Roma's the, the starting off 11. Their C team. It all comes down to the starting eleven. Who starts the game dictates big. Yeah, but and we can assume because the up front, we can assume Zlatan's going to come on and Jekyll's going to come on. The defense, we can assume who they're going to be the goalkeepers and the midfield. So for the most part, we can guess who's going to be on there. Uh, and based off that, I'm going to say draw. There's a couple wild cards coming off the bench. They can always make a difference. I think. Uh, Milan has more. AC Milan is. Milan has more coming off the bench. AC Milan. It looks like they're playing a big team. It looks like they're bringing up their big guns for this game. Yeah. So I'll just read you the starting eleven. Yep. Uh, Dunruma starting. Potential starting eleven, right? This is their starting eleven for the Celtic game. They're oh, starting the in Celtic 15 game. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they got Hernandez, Kiar, Romagnoli, and Dalot. Then in the midfield, Kessi, Tonali, Krunic. And then up top, you got Diaz, Ibrahimovic, and Castillejo. So they're going hard for this game against Celtic. Yeah, they're going hard. So if they win that game, you're going to see a carryover into the weekend, I think. Like I said, tiredness doesn't come with winning. No. If they draw or lose, it's going to get into the back of their head. And I think it will greatly affect them. But once again, I think Stefano Pioli, he's playing from a spot higher up the table. It's in his advantage to uh, sit back and let Roma come to him. And I don't think uh, it's going to be as straightforward as Roma being able to 
counterattack and sit back against well, this we'll see. So we'll, we'll see. see. It's going to be an interesting tactical Oh, I can't battle. wait. Monday afternoon, 2.45, put it in your phone. Yes. AC Milan, Roma. Listen, all you Juve fans, all you Napoli fans, all you Inter fans, you want Roma to do you a favor. This is the favor you want Monday. Because we know Roma won't. You should all be back in Roma this, this game. You should all be back in Roma this game. So yeah, anyway, that wraps up our our uh, preview for the That's City the preview A. for City A. Round um, five. Yeah. You want to say anything yeah. about uh, so a couple of things. CPL? Just a couple of things. So for those of you, Thursday night, tonight, 8 p.m., big game on TSN3, where Forge make their CONCACAF League um, start to the season. And they are playing Municipal Limeño of El Salvador. So big, big news for Forge. Uh, hopefully they pull out a win today, make it over to the next round. And a uh, big thing on the Canadian Premier League is uh, so Pacific FC may be getting a BC rival in the Canadian Premier League. And uh, according to uh, the Times Colonist here, which is uh, one of the media outlets in um, basically a team out in BC um, potentially being owned by a Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, Werder Bremen or the actual Bundesliga is rumored to be put in place. So this is huge news for the Canadian Premier League. Everybody saw what Atletico Madrid did in buying Atletico Ottawa and putting a team there. So this league is now attracting foreign buyers from all over Europe. The, this is big news for us. We can see some really good talent, some really good structured clubs coming into the Canadian Premier League. Hope this comes to fruition. And uh, the other rumor is possibly a Ligue 1 club purchasing a second team in the province of Quebec. And uh, it just it, it's, it's beautiful for Canadian soccer. It's beautiful. Canadian soccer needs to adopt the European model in order for Canadian talent to flourish. And this is the way to go. There's only one European club that has put any money in Major League Soccer, and that's Manchester City with New York City FC. The CPL potentially could have three big leagues and three, three big clubs from three different leagues invested in their league already in the second year of operation. That is huge news for us. So I hope this is true. I hope it happens. I hope we get a team, a German-owned team in, in British Columbia area. I hope we get a Ligue 1 team owned in the Quebec area. And I hope the City A gets wind of this and puts a nice Italian team in Woodbridge where it belongs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, we have York 9 FC, so it's not going to happen. But uh, all joking aside, this is very good news for the Canadian Premier League. And uh, that's all I have to say tonight. For those of you interested in watching Forge FC, TSN3, tonight at 8 o'clock, Municipal Limeno. Let's go, Forge. Do the CPL well. And that wraps up today. Thank you, everyone. Until next time. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao, ragazzi.